Double D bonus episode. Hey guys, it's me, just me, again, Danny. Um, so today I decided to do a little chitty chat on one of my favorite places in western New York. I mean, there are hundreds, but this is just one. I was requested by a friend of mine to do an episode on one of my um, spoopy kind of experiences, so I'll give you a little history and a couple fun facts, and then I will tell you my experiences. Uh, so uh, here we go. Today's subject is Gutelberg Cemetery. Um, also goes by the name Gutelberg, um, but more commonly it's known as Gutelberg. Um, so here we go. Let's get down to the facts. Gutelberg Cemetery is a cemetery located in South Wales, New York. It's an old, inactive village lot uh, whose use has been discontinued. Many of the original settlers of Wales and the surrounding areas are buried here. There's probably, I don't know, between 20 and 30 graves total um, set between two rows of trees. There's one row on the left, one row on the right. It's a very interesting little cemetery. Gutelberg was once thought to mean Ghoul's Hill, but now it is thought to mean Godly Hill or Mound. Um, so it kind of makes it a little less creepy. Because <laughs> when I was going there, I fully believed that it was called Ghoul's Hill. Um, but after a little research and reading a book by Mason Winfield, um, Gutelberg, I pretty, I'm pretty sure it means godly hill. Um, so this cemetery and the surrounding little area around it is supposedly home to hellhounds, child ghosts, phantom cries, and who I call the drowned woman. Let's get into some of the little fun facts. Um, about this place. We've got the one thing that draws everybody in, the doctor. He drew me in. I found this place when I was an early teenager. I was probably 15. I don't even think I was driving yet. So I may have been 14, but I'm pretty sure I was 15 when I uh, found this cemetery with um, my ex-girlfriend. And the doctor is the story that pulled us in, like, right away. So here's the story of the doctor. When it comes to Gutelberg Cemetery, one of the most popular ghost stories surrounds a doctor that is said to have resided right next to the graveyard. When I was learning about this, sorry, side note, <clears throat> when I was learning about this cemetery, um, they called him Dr. Gutelberg, which is incorrect. That was not his name. And, uh, yeah, let's carry on. You'll learn his name. Just bear with me here. 
It is said that this doctor specialized in performing abortions that were illegal and unsafe. Illegal abortions are all unsafe, so let's keep that in mind, right? Right. Let's also keep uh, abortions safe and legal. Okay, enough of that. Many women actually died while getting abortions due to this particular doctor. The doctor's name was Albert Speaker. It is said that when he disposed of unborn babies and women that passed away um, under his care, he used this particular cemetery to do so. This is believed to have occurred in the late 1800s to early 1900s. It is also said that the bodies were disposed of through the means of the pond located near the back of the graveyard. Which, if you're standing on the stairs that lead up, and yes, there are these cute little stairs that lead up into the graveyard. Um, If you're standing looking straight back into the woods, it's going to be on your left. You're going to see a big farmhouse way in the distance, and the pond is back there. I have pictures. I will put them up on Instagram so you can see personal pictures that I had taken of the cemetery. Um, And let's carry on, shall we? Um, once bodies were being, once bodies were being revealed, it is said that the doctor hung himself in the graveyard, which on your right side, that tree line, I think it's three trees back is where he hung himself. Dino is walking in my room right now. Dino is my seven year old. Hi. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Anyways, I'm not going to edit that out because my life is real and this is a real, this is real life. Okay. Real struggles here, people. But anyways, I just said he was on the right side. I think it was the third or fourth tree in is where he supposedly hung himself. And I'm really, really big on the supposedly part of it. Um, Anyways, let's keep going. Many claim the spirits of the mothers wander through the graveyard and woods nearby and that many Many babies are seen and heard throughout the area. It is also believed that the actual spirit of the doctor manifests itself on occasions, which I have never seen, but I'm not always there, so maybe I'm just not there when he wants to be there. So, Upon researching this information for validation, it is difficult to establish the existence of the doctor or legal abortions during um, this time and occurring in this area, which is very true. Um... I spent years researching this place and all I could find was the folklore. I couldn't find records. I couldn't find maps. I mean, I found records of a doctor, but he lived not on Goodleberg Road. Um, He lived, I think it was Hunter's Creek near the end by the fork. Um, But anyways... And there's no proof that this guy was an abortion doctor. It just he was a he was a physician of some sort around that time, but not. There was no name. There was no nothing. I did as good as I could as a teenager. <clears throat> so let's carry on from the doctor. This is a new one. Um, I only recently heard about this. Man, probably maybe I don't know ten years ago. Um, this is the the curse of Gutelberg Cemetery. Um, the stories in circulation that claim that there is a curse on the graveyard. It is said that it, if anything is removed from the area or vandalized in any way, which the person responsible will suffer extreme levels of misfortune. 
In some interpretations, it is said that the person will experience physical harm or even death. It has been said that those who have removed items from the graveyard will often return them due to misfortune experienced while possessing the item. It is important to know and understand that the owners of the graveyard want all visitors to know that this is considered to be breaking the law. To remove anything from the area, offenders will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, which is very true. The neighbors of this cemetery are very, very protective of the cemetery. They do not fuck around. If they see teenagers rolling up there at dusk, they will fucking rip you apart verbally, of course. Um, we will get into some of the fun things that I've encountered um, as a teenager, which keep in mind, this was what, I don't know, many years ago, over 20 years ago. Okay. So let's just, no, 20 years ago. I don't know. The fuck, how fucking old am I? I don't know. I was around 14, 15 when I started coming here, so... I don't know. I can't math. So so let's talk about a sad story. This is the bridge at the end of the road. Um, it is a closed bridge. It's been closed forever. Um, I have no way of telling if this story is true. Um, but it is a fun little... It's not fun. It's a sad little story that I like to tell people. Um, because it's something that I learned about the place that I'm not sure if it's even true. If anybody has any information on this, I would really, really, really like it if you would um, contact me and tell me more because it's very short, very, very abrupt. So the story of the bridge. Stories say that the that a boy, I don't know who he is, I gave him a name of Tommy, if that makes anybody feel any better, um, but he was riding his bike down the road and he was riding, crossing the bridge from the paved Gutelberg Road to the dirt Gutelberg Road. There are two separate halves of this road, which I will get into later because wait until, wait until I tell you what happened. Anyways, uh, he was riding his bike down the road and he accidentally rode his bike off of this bridge, knocked himself unconscious on a rock underneath the bridge and drowned face down in the stream. Like I said, I have no idea if this is a true story. This is a folktale or a myth or a whatever um, urban legend, perhaps, that someone had told me, I believe it was my mother, because I had brought this up to her when I was a teenager. She told me a couple freaky ass stories from Wales that I don't know if they're true, but I will be happy to share them with you guys if you show interest. So anyways, the bridge, I don't know if it's true. It's a sad story and I really hope that it's not true, but you never know, man. You never know. So this, this next section is about an acquaintance of mine who died on Gutelberg Road. Um, I go, every time I go, I try to go and visit um, the site. Um, I say kind words and that's, that's about all I can do. So um, I wasn't like close friends with this person. I just barely knew him. But the fact that 
somebody I know was killed in this spot that I love, it just, it makes me emotional. So let's talk about the death. Rob Carr was hit by a drunk driver on the closed end of Gutelberg Road, which is the dirt road end of Gutelberg, um, in June of 2003. While up there with a paranormal and ghost society of Western New York um, for an investigation, this was a hit-and-run accident. He was only 19 years old. The driver was eventually caught and arrested and served seven months in prison and had to pay fines. If you ask me, seven months... That's some bullshit. You killed somebody. And the somebody was a teenager. And on top of it, you were drunk. I'm sorry. Seven months doesn't cut it for me. But hey, that's just me. So in the news, the cemetery has been in the news besides those corny ass like, ooh, haunted Western New York fucking, you know, little blips they give us, um, you know, like during Halloween. Um, you know, they have at least one run every Halloween here. Um, so in 2000, uh, somebody dug a hole six feet deep in front of a headstone marking the grave of little May Agnes Doster more than a century after she had died, leaving residents bewildered and outraged. I just don't understand why anyone would do something like that. Well, supervisor Mary Weinman said. The infant's grave is in Gutelberg Cemetery on Gutelberg Road in South Wales. Authorities believe that the cemetery was vandalized sometime on the night of April 17th or the early morning of April 18th. At this time, we have no evidence that anything was removed, the Erie County Sheriff's Detective Paul uh, Zamara. So, yeah, that's a story. Um, I kind of remember um there being um a sort of like continuation of this story where they caught the guy that did it and he just said that he had to do it or whatever it was he was a local guy I don't remember his name I don't remember his real reasoning all I remember is that I'm pretty sure he said that he felt this need to dig up this little girl um who was actually just a small little babe. Um, but yeah, so there's that. So with that all said, and my rambling in full effect, let's, uh, let's talk some personal experiences, huh? What do you guys think? I think it's a great idea. So Gutelberg Cemetery has always left me feeling uneasy uh, when me and my ex-girlfriend first attempted to go, on the way there, um, we were going down, oof, I don't even remember. I think we were going down 20. No, we weren't. We were going down one of the side streets in the village of East Aurora, following these these boys. And I had this, what I call a vision, a flash, whatever, um, a very negative one that made me feel very uncomfortable and very scared. And I literally grabbed my girlfriend's arm and said, stop driving. Do not follow them. We are not going tonight. And we turned back. <clears throat> so that's like the first attempt to go. <laughs> 
But my first real visit was with my ex-girlfriend. Wasn't very ghostly. Um, it was me and her, um, her cousin, and a couple other, a couple of the friends of ours, and we rolled up there, and a woman that lives across the street pulled up in her red SUV, and just was real pissed, and she chased us off the road. Understandably, as a teenager, I was like, "Oh, what the fuck's her problem?" But as an adult, I get it now. I get why she did that. You know, I mean, there's a couple reasons why she did that. First, she didn't want vandalism. Second, she didn't want to have to call the fucking cops and do that whole fucking thing. Because I'm sure she does that all the fucking time because teenagers can be little pieces of shit. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. Wasn't very ghostly. Got out of the car, stood on the steps, didn't even make it in. It was like 10 o'clock at night though. So bitch, I understand why you scared us off. Second time we went down to visit, we decided to look for the um, closed side of the road on the opposite side on Hunter's Creek. Um, it wasn't great. Um, it took a little finagling and a really keen eye to find it um, from the road because it is not a road anymore. Um, it hasn't been a road in a long time. Um, so we decided, we found it and we decided to drive down it. <sighs> we were in a little red escort. It was not very big as hopefully you may know what an escort looks like. If not, it's a teeny tiny car. Um, little red escort. It's the middle of the day, by the way. Keep this in mind too. Um, it was very sunny. It was a fall day. So, like the foliage wasn't too, too much, but anyways, so we decided to drive down this tiny dirt road thinking, you know what, we'll hit the bridge. We'll get across the bridge. It'll be great because we hadn't seen the bridge up until this point. We never went that far down the road. So we decided to go down. I know I've said that three times. I'm just trying to avoid talking about this. I'm sorry. Um, so we decided to go down, fourth time saying that, and um, I would say, I don't know, about 60 seconds in, it was like nighttime. It was dark as fuck. It's very strange. I wasn't the only one that felt this. My girlfriend at the time felt it. It was just, it was like somebody just filled the sky with clouds and we were just in darkness in this very creepy, um, you know, in, in the woods driving down this really shit street. And, um, so, so we continued on because we're brave and we, you know, we were adrenaline junkies and ghost hunting was a huge part of our lives at the time. So we go down about halfway down. I saw her. This is the woman I refer to as the drowned lady. I am not kidding. This is not a joke. I am not making this up. So let's get into what she looks like. She's a woman. She's probably 
of course she's a woman. She's the drowned woman. Anyways, she's probably, I don't know, five, six, five, seven. Um, she looks drenched by the way. She looks wet as fuck. Her skin is like this blue, pale blue, marbly, gross, decrepit color. Um, and her hair was this, it was long. It was like down to her waist and it was stringy and it was wet. Uh, she was wearing this white nightgown. It had no sleeves. It was like a scoop neck, but it had like a, like a, I don't know. I, I guess it could be called lace around, um, you know, the armholes and the collar and it, it went pretty high up, almost to her clavicle. Anyways, let's keep going, because I'm not nervous about saying this at all. Her face was hollow. Um, her eyes were gone completely um, and replaced with just, like, black. Like, you couldn't see into the socket. Not like, you know, someone plucked out her eyes. It was just black. There was nothing there. Um, it was very creepy and it makes me nervous to talk about her. So I was, so I, I just, I see her and this road is so narrow. The only way out of here is to back up and drive in reverse up the hill. Keep this in mind. She stood directly in front of the car. My girlfriend was, was driving down she had her headlights on because it was so fucking dark in the middle of the day, mind you. And she just, I was, I grabbed her arm. I said, we have to go. We have to go right now. And she listened to me. She popped it in reverse and started driving in reverse up a dark, slippery, mud, nasty ass hill in a Ford Escort. She gets a medal for that one. She did a great job getting us out of there. Um... And I kept saying, you know, I was starting to feel panicked because I kept feeling this, this fear. It was just like in my throat and in my chest, everything was tight and it was terrifying. So I'm like, we got to go. We got to go faster. We got to go faster. I was like, I just saw somebody. We have to go. And every time I return to the cemetery, I do see her and I do return there pretty often. Um, but now I, I don't feel scared of her. It's very peaceful. I don't even mention to anybody that I'm with that I've seen her. I just sort of let her, let her go, you know? So the third time we went, we heard, um, I know that was probably the most terrifying. Um, but yeah, anyways, I'm sorry this is so long, but you wanted to hear it. So this, so what, the third time we went, um, we heard this high pitched constant, I mean, constant scream coming from the pond in the distance to the left. Like I told you, I have photographs. I told you I will put them on Instagram and our Facebook page. Um, but that's not the only ghostly thing that happened that night. We went back to the car and we had, um, you know, like a, like a disposable camera. We used to carry them with us all the time. We always had like tons of them because we, we photographed everything. We always, 
you know, did all that. Anyways, <laughs> um, so, so, I know it's going to sound actually very dumb and it makes me sound like I'm an idiot, but it is true and you can, and if you need to ask my ex-girlfriend, she will back me up on this, but we, we went to get in the car and we noticed that there were teeny, tiny, little kid handprints in her car. Keep in mind, we are teenagers at this point. We do not have children. Children do not ride in the car with us. We didn't bring any children with us. But the condensation on the inside of the car fogged up the windows. And there were handprints inside the window. Uh, we did take pictures of this. Keep in mind... Jesus Christ, it's been like 15 years since I've fucking seen these pictures. I'm going to have to go through every single journal I own and every pile of pictures to try and find these, but I will do my darndest to find them for you. So, yeah, and they were, and the handprints were also on the trunk of the car, um, down by the bumper, like where the trunk meets the bumper. So, yeah. I'm not, I'm not proud to say it, but I have seen children's hands prints, hand prints there. And that is one of the things that people claim to see. So a couple things. Um, the last visit I had there was a, was with a good friend of mine where we were both pretty big into photography at the time. Um, we photographed the whole cemetery, the woods, the opposite side of the closed bridge. Um, I did see the woman while hiking in the woods. I didn't draw attention to her because I just, I don't do it anymore. She doesn't scare me. Um, we met this really lovely couple painting, um, the bridge and the foliage in the middle of the woods, by the way, it was pretty great. And we found what happens to be called the love shack. Um, it appears to be a hunting shack or a party shack for the teenage kids in the neighborhood. Um, so that's pretty great. But yeah, so that was my last visit there. Um, keep in mind, if you feel like going up there, please go up there, pay your respects, have a nice visit. Um, but do not go up there at night. Um, I've been shot at with salt rifles, threatened. It's, it's not a great thing. Um, I, I'm also not a skeptic. I'm very much a believer. Um, and I've, I've brought skeptics up there with me go, you know, with their, oh yeah, right. Ooh, go spooky. You know, you know, a skeptic, I know, you know, one. And, um, They've come back not, not as, um, yeah, that, that skepticism cracked a little bit. So yeah, do not go out there at night, by the way. <laughs> so, um, I love this place. It feels like home to me. Um, and if you do go up there to, to visit, um, please, 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 please respect the neighbors, respect the graves. Um, do not move the headstones. Do not attempt to pick them up. Do not do that. Um, do, like I said, do not go at night. 
Um, the neighbors will call the police if you linger too long. Again, I've been shot at. <laughs> um, if you are looking for ghosts, just remember, they will be there during the day as well as at night. There is no special place or time to find a ghost. Um, my sources for this were Wikipedia and hauntedplacestogo.com and the Buffalo News. Um, you know, mostly for all the history crap and the the news article that I read you. Um, so yeah, that is that on Goodleberg Cemetery. Um, if you guys want to hear me talk more about my experiences, where I've been, what I've seen, I'd be more than happy to share them with you. Um, but yeah, this is a hell of a long bonus episode because my experiences, I don't skimp on the storytelling. Okay. So yeah. Um, I actually have a couple stories that involve my husband and me. Um, if you would like to hear those as well. So yep, that's it for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed my story. I hope my rambling made sense to you. I'm sorry that I have a trash mouth, but it was requested. So this one's for you, Maria. I guess I will talk to y'all later. Bye. Please feel free to join us um, in our Facebook group. Uh, it's Double D Movie Night. Um, you can just put it in the search bar and we will pop up. It's got a picture of Bubs holding his headphones like, eh. And if you would like to email us, you can email us at Double D Movie Night at gmail.com. Sorry, remember my mouth is trash. Anyways, and you can join us on Instagram, uh, Double D Movie Night, or you can follow us on Twitter at movie underscore double, and we can keep in touch, and you can share with us, and we can share with you, and you can see all the fun shit that we do. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this special bonus episode. Be sure to follow, share, and rate us on your podcast apps.